Coming up on Transformers University, we are going by the numbers into 1987. We'll dissect all of the tech specs for the Autobots and the Decepticons. Find out who is the weakest Autobot up until this point in the Transformers line. We'll compare Target Masters versus their previous versions. We'll find a few errors in the tech spec cards. And we'll find a shocking, I do mean shocking, Decepticon with a very high rank. You're not going to want to miss this right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Bricali, owner-operator Madman, behind TFU.info, the website, the Tour Archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views podcast, and oh so much more. And I want to welcome you to our 1987 By the Numbers episodes. Now, our 1987 By the Numbers episode. Now, this episode uh, seems to be a favorite. I always get a lot of nice feedback about these episodes. I've done one for 84, 85, and 86, and we're going to now delve into 1987 and talk a bit about the tech spec numbers uh, on the Autobots and Decepticon side, plus uh, the mold breakdowns, how many new, how many uh, uh, reuses, and, and things along those lines. And we'll also start to play some things uh, within the history of the brand because as we're going into 1987, getting away from, say, the core cast of folks that we've seen in an animated series uh, that have been the focal points of TV episodes, I think it's harder to get a sense of who these characters are, what they do, uh, without that, that supporting media. So when we have basically only... Uh, the tech spec and a little bit of whenever they would appear in the Marvel comics, uh, we don't have a lot of information around these guys. So uh, it's going to be fun to kind of just break down uh, what they are and where they fit into the hierarchy of the Autobot and Decepticon armies. Now, uh, if you're familiar with these episodes, then uh, thank you for coming back. If it's your first time, let me explain to you how this works. So we're going to talk about these characters in terms of their function and how that fits uh, within one of five groups. And the five groups I've broken everything down to, and yet they're fairly general uh, breakdowns, uh, are command, uh, so leadership roles, uh, infantry, those are basically the fighters, the people that are uh, uh, in those Decepticon and Autobot ranks to fight uh, the warriors, essentially. Uh, though this areas starting to get a little muddy now uh, because the roles get a little bit more specific. There's also uh, what I like to call engineering. Uh, these are folks that uh, either uh, build things or help uh, get things done from an operational perspective. And then there's the intelligence group, which is uh, part spycraft, part uh, strategy, part uh, data gathering, uh, if you will. Uh, so those are the folks that I feel like fit into that realm. And then finally, and we don't have one in all of 1987 on either side, is uh, the medical group. Uh, so those are the doctors, the, the folks that repair or maintain their fellow Autobots and Decepticons. So with the explanation out there for all of you newbies, if you haven't been here before, let's take a look 
at the 1987 Autobots. Now, breaking down those Autobots into these fields, uh, we have two characters at the command level, and that would be uh, Fortress Maximus, the headmaster leader and biggest toy of 1987, and actually the biggest toy in Transformers for uh, almost two decades uh, beyond that. And we have Scattershot, the Technobot leader. Now, these two both fit into the uh, leadership command category, mainly because their functions uh, mention the words leader. Uh, in the engineering pool, we've got six Autobots joining these ranks, uh, and that would be uh, Brainstorm, the biomechanical engineer. I guess he could kind of fit into the medical realm as well if we wanted to tag him that way uh, before for the purposes of this conversation we'll keep him in the engineering pool uh, we've got crosshairs the weapons supervisor double cross the supply procurer freeway the saboteur point blank the enforcer and wide load uh, the materials transport now in 1987 we've got 10 new members of the autobot infantry and it starts with afterburner the gunner uh, Cloud Raker, who is listed as a Sky Fighter. Computron, the combined form of the Technobots as Super Warrior, as most uh, combined robots usually are listed. Fastlane, the Warrior. We have Hardhead, uh, the tank, who is uh, listed as Ground Assault. That makes sense. Uh, we have Returning from 1986. We have Hot Rod and Cup as uh, Cavalier and Warrior, respectively. Nosecone uh, is listed as an assault vehicle. Uh, he is a drill tank. Uh, I guess that would fit for him. Strafe, the aerial gunner, and SureShot, the sharpshooter. And finally, the intelligence pool for the Autobots in 1987 uh, starts with a returning member, uh, Blur, the data courier. He is a messenger, uh, which, you know, it still gets me because they hired John Moshida as the voice and he was known for those uh, FedEx commercials. So he's essentially John Moshida's FedEx commercial character as a Transformer. And uh, part of that just really seems amusing to me. Uh, we've got Chase, the scout. Chrome Dome, the computer programmer. Goldbug, formerly known as Bumblebee, gets promoted from espionage to espionage director. Grotusk is the uh, military strategist. Highbrow is there for electronic warfare. Lightspeed is their data processor. We've got Punch, the double agent. Repugnus works in counterintelligence. Rollbar is the Autobots tracker. And Searchlight is there for surveillance. So there, that's the mix that we have of Autobots in various function fields, as I like to call them in my notes. But let's get into those numbers. The numbers here we're going to talk about are the rankings for strength, intelligence, speed, endurance, rank, courage, firepower, and skill. And we kick things off with strength. Now, of course, <laughs> and he's probably the winner for jacked stats, as we like to call it, in this type of episode, Fortress Maximus pretty much has a 10 or a 9 in just about every category. And that uh, goes most particularly for strength, of course, where he is the only Autobot in 1987 to have a 10 in this category. Now, four Autobots have a 9 in strength, including Computron and Hardhead for the infantry portion of these uh listings 
as well as wide load for the engineering side. And one character who may seem very unlikely has risen to nine strength in the intelligence pool, and that is Goldbug, the rebuilt form of Bumblebee. And not all of Goldbug's stats have gone up. Uh, A lot of them have stayed the same from when he was Bumblebee, but strength is the one that has taken the biggest jump, jumping seven points higher than it was when he was Bumblebee. So in his Throttlebot Goldbug form, uh, Goldbug is as strong as Computron, Hardhead, uh, his fellow Throttlebot, Wideload, and just a tick uh, less stronger than Fortress Maximus. And it actually places him stronger than Scattershot or Cup in uh, 1987, who both have strength of eight. Now, on the weak side, on the weak side, we have our weakest Autobot to date. The only Autobot to ever get a strength total of one. And that would be, can you guess? Can you guess? Are you saying a Throttlebot? Are you saying one of the Technobots? You're wrong on all accounts. It is Double Cross, the monster bot. Uh, the Autobot Supply Procurer has a strength of one, which is the lowest uh, in the first four years, uh, dipping just below the previous low of two, which was the original Bumblebee toy, and Cosmos. So there you have it. If you want a trivia answer, weakest Autobot in the first four years, uh, lowest tech spec strength score for an Autobot in G1, uh, double cross so far, and I don't know if there are others. Uh, we'll find out as we go through these years together. Uh, double cross is the lowest. But strength isn't everything. Let's talk a little bit about brains and move on to intelligence. Now, once again, we have Fortress Maximus sitting at a 10 in this category. Uh, he is by far the most powerful figure and character in 1987, uh, followed right there at 10 by the Autobot Combiner and part of the infantry pool, Computron, uh, with an intelligence of 10. Now, you know, I did a little comparison here of Autobot Combiners uh, in my notes, and he's not, first off, he's not the first one uh, to have a 10 defense or also had a 10 for intelligence. Uh, But the Autobot Combiners, uh, on a whole, especially Computron and Defensor, are pretty similar. Uh, Computron is a bit stronger, Defensor is uh, got a little bit more endurance, but uh, Computron's number is actually better pretty much all around. And Superion, uh, not the brightest bulb in the box, but stronger and faster uh, than his ground-based counterparts. Now that puts us at 10, and then at uh, 9, uh, we have four members of the intelligence pool, uh, but nobody from the engineering pool. Uh, intelligences of nine are Chromedome, Grotesque, Punch, and Repugnus. Uh, and there are a couple with eight in the intelligence pool, but uh, the engineering pool, that's where they top out. Brainstorm and Crosshairs both have an intelligence of eight. On the bottom end, the dumbest Autobot of 1987 is Fastlane with an intelligence score of three followed right behind that by wide load with an intelligence score of four. So that means one third of the throttle bots are not that bright. And so that takes us to speed. 
I saw this in a movie about a bus that had to speed around the city, keeping its speed over 50. And if its speed dropped, it would explode. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. Now, once again, Fortress Maximus, uh, a 10 in the speed category. So he leads all Autobots. No one else has a 10. That also means he leads the command category. From the engineering side, uh, Brainstorm has a 9 and is, in fact, the only 9 or higher for the Autobots, with Cloudraker coming in at 8 for the infantry as the only character at the level 8. Three characters at the level 7, including Scattershot, who also falls under command. Uh, The other two are from the intelligence pool in Blur and Highbrow. And it's interesting to note here, um, and maybe we'll go over these, maybe we'll go over these at the end of the Autobots. Uh, All three Autobot target masters have uh, different stats, and Blur who is meant to be the fastest, right? He, that's kind of his claim to fame and was a 10 in 1986, is a 7 in 1987. So he's lost some speed uh, undergoing the target master process. Now at the bottom we have uh, three. Actually, wow, we've got more than three. We've got one, two, three, four, five, five characters with a speed of two and those being uh double cross who and wide load both of the engineering pool uh computron who doesn't have a vehicle mode and cup uh, from the infantry pool as well as repugnus from the counterintelligence pool so the monster bots of course not that fast uh a combiner of course not that fast and cup took a hit here too cup speed originally uh in 1986 was a six and uh, he has uh, dropped precipitously down to two. All right, well, that takes us to endurance, one of the categories that Fortress Maximus does not have a 10 in, but there is an Autobot with a 10 in endurance, and that would be Double Cross. So while he has a incredibly low strength and an incredibly low speed, uh, he is very durable at uh, a 10. Fortress Maximus leads the command group with a nine. Uh, the other person that command group Scattershot has an eight in this category, actually. So uh, not too far behind. Engineering, infantry, and intelligence all have someone with a nine. Uh, and those endurance folks are kind of a mirror to some extent of the folks who are slow. Uh, wide load, hardhead, cup, nose cone, and repugnus all feature endurances of Nine. Now, the least durable Autobots, so we have two with a four in 1987, and those are Blur and Chase. So Blur, once again, losing some stats in 1987, dropping from uh, six in 1986. All right, so moving on to rank, and once again, Fortress Maximus, as the headmaster leader, sits atop with a 10. Uh, there are no nines on the Autobot side in 1987, uh, but a handful of eights, including uh, Technobot leader Scattershot, uh, Point Blank uh, of the Target Masters, Grotusk, the military strategist, and uh, Monsterbot, and rising in rank from his original toy um, by only one, Goldbug uh, moves up to an eight from a seven as Bumblebee. So I guess that promotion to Espionage Director uh, gave him a little bit of a bump. Uh, Highest-ranking infantry member is at a 7, and that would be Computron. Now, on the uh, flip side of this, on the on the bottom of the ranks, there's no one terribly uh, ranked low in this group. In fact, 
everyone here on the low side is a five and uh it, it ranks and that's usually the the center rank for uh a warrior so a lot of the infantry folks who are listed as warriors or something similar are five blur here also a five having uh dropped from a seven in 1986 and the same goes for hot rod who had a rank of 10 in 1986 uh he also drops to a five now on the flip side of this <laughs> A lot of Autobots are very high in the field of courage. In fact, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 characters with a 10 in courage, and then another 7 with a 9 in courage. There's only one character under uh, 6, and that would be Searchlight with a 4. Everyone else has 6 or higher. Uh, the folks with 10 Courage, Fortress Maximus, Point Blank Computron, Hardhead, Hot Rod, Cup, Goldbug, Grotusk, Punch, Repugnus, and Rollbar. The ones with 9, Scattershot, Brainstorm, Double Cross, Afterburner, Fastlane, Blur, and Chase. So there are a lot, lot of brave little Autobots in 1987. And in fact, uh, Hot Rod... Cup and Blur all got a bump in Courage in 1987. So that takes us to Firepower, which you would think in 1987 would feature a whole bunch of boosts thanks to uh, this little line having target masters in them, right? So where, where characters' weapons have been uh, highlighted as a play feature and being uh, a more powerful way for the... Uh, Transformers to be, right? Nobody has a 9 on the Autobots. There is one character with a 10. You guessed it, it's Fortress Maximus. However, after that, uh, there's only a few with an 8, uh, including Scattershot, uh, Point Blank, and Hardhead. So that takes care of engineering and infantry. Uh, the highest intelligence group member have a seven uh there are actually four of them and that would be blur chrome dome grotesque and Lightspeed. now on the bottom end um there are a whole bunch of autobots with virtually no firepower uh counting our way down there is freeway at a three which is the highest of the throttle bots repugnus at a two and then five characters with a one, and that is the five remaining Throttlebots of Wide Load Chase, Rollbar, Goldbug, and Searchlight. And finally, that brings us to Skill, the one other category that Fortress Maximus does not have a 10 in, uh, has a nine in this one. There are four Autobots, though, with 10s, and those are Sure Shot for the infantry. Uh, his role as a sharpshooter highlighted here with a 10 of Skill, uh, Grotesque, Highbrow, and Repugnus with 10 in skill as well. Those all come from the intelligence pool. Fortress Maximus leads the command pool with a nine. In fact, uh, Scattershot scored pretty low in this category with a six. And as far as the engineering group goes, we have uh, two Autobots in here, Crosshairs and Freeway with uh, nines as well in the skill category. Now on the low end, uh, not surprisingly, Strafe uh, is the lowest skilled Autobot, the one who will shoot just about anywhere uh, with a four. 
So that wraps up the Autobots, but I want to do a quick side-by-side because we do have four characters that are returning from previous years and have had some changes uh, to their tech spec numbers, uh, some more drastic than others. So for uh, Bumblebee turning into Goldbug, uh, he had a strength of two as Bumblebee, uh, intelligence of eight, four for speed, seven for endurance, seven for rank, uh, 10 for courage, 1 for firepower, and 7 for skill. As Goldbug, he gets a big boost in the strength category, moving from 2 to 9. Uh, speed, intelligence, both stay the same. Endurance and rank each move up 1, 2, and 8 each. And then the rest of the numbers of courage, firepower, skill all stay the same at 10, 1, and 7. Now, Hot Rod, in 1986, being the main character in the movie, had huge numbers. 10, 10, 9, 10. 10, 7, 10, 10. Uh, that's from uh, going from strength all the way down to skill. Uh, as a target master, a lot of these numbers drop. Strength drops from 10 to 6. Uh, intelligence drops from 10 to 5. Speed drops from 9 to 6. Endurance drops from 10 to 8. Rank drops from 10 to 5. Somehow his courage goes up from 7 to 10, his firepower drops from 10 to 7, and skill drops from 10 to 6. Cup fared a little better moving from 1986. Uh, he had a strength of 9 in 86, an endurance of 7, speed of 6, endurance of 9, rank of 8, courage of 9, firepower of 6, and skill of 8. In 87, as a target master, loses one strength. He dropping down to eight, drops down to five in intelligence. He drops down to two in speed, uh, stays the same at nine in endurance, drops down to five in rank, uh, moves up one uh, to 10 in courage, drops one to five in firepower, and remains the same at eight in skill. And finally, Blur in 86 had a strength of seven, an intelligence of eight, a speed of 10, an endurance of six, a rank of seven, courage of eight, firepower of seven, skill of five. In 1987, he drops strength to five from seven. He drops his uh, intelligence by one to seven. His speed drops by three to seven. His endurance drops by two to four. His rank drops by two to five. His courage goes up one. Uh, his firepower stays the same, and his skill level actually goes up by two to a seven. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, don't become the world's longest-running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info help for a list of what we need, or 
send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the Alpha Trion and Omega Prime of Transforming Toys. Now, back to the show. That wraps up the Autobots, but let's now go back through all of this with the Decepticons. So the Decepticon side of this conversation is fairly interesting. Uh, there's a large number of infantry and intelligence members, but not much else. There are two members in the command pool, uh, those being uh, Scorponok, the headmaster commander, and Hunger, the Terracon leader. So much like the Autobot side, their counterparts are the only command characters in 1987. Now, for the rest of the Decepticons, uh, the engineering pool only has two members in it, and that being Apeface and Cyclonus, both with the function of saboteur. Now, the infantry features a number of uh, Decepticons. We have Abominus, the Gestalt warrior, Battletrap, the assault team, which is also the function for his uh, Duocon counterpart, Flywheels. Blot is a foot soldier and a nose monster. Uh, Cutthroat is a shock trooper. Overkill is a warrior. Ripper Snapper, we have another Decepticon terrorist with a Ripper Snapper. Uh, previously, that is also uh, Wild Rider, if I remember right, from 1986. Uh, it's one of the Stunticons, for sure. Uh, Sinner Twin is... Sinner Twin has an interesting function in that he is a sentry. So it's uh, the two-headed, you know, dragon monsters, kind of like a Cerebus. He's, uh, he's, he's the guard. He's the Decepticon guard. Uh, Six Shot is the solo Transformer assault group. Skullcruncher is a swamp warrior, which makes sense since he is an alligator. Slugslinger is listed as air defense. And Trigger Happy as a gunner. Now, in the intelligence pool, we have some very unique functions uh, all around. We have Mindwipe, who is functioned as a hypnotist, uh, which goes to his uh, vampire uh, bat Dracula powers of being able to hypnotize his uh, enemies. Misfire is listed as an interceptor. Pounce is listed as an infiltrator. Scourge, of course, the tracker. Slugfest is a messenger, so don't shoot him. Snapdragon, also listed as an interceptor. Weird Wolf is a tracker, which makes sense. And then Wingspan is a data processor. So he is the guy at the computer, I guess, punching in the numbers. And speaking of numbers, let's get to it, starting with strength. In the strength category, there are a lot of strong Decepticons in 1987. While there's only one Autobot ranked in strength at 10, and that's Fortress Maximus, there are... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Decepticons with a strength of 10, including both commanders, Hunger and Scorponok. Apeface has got a strength of 10. The only uh, member of the engineering pool, in fact, with a strength of 10. Abominus, Six Shot, and Skullcruncher all rank for 10 in the infantry group. And Mindwipe and Snapdragon also have a strength of 10. And now this is uh, actually important for me to point out here. Apeface and Snapdragon, there was an error on their packaging. And we'll talk a little bit more in depth about that uh, at the end of the Decepticons, I think. But 
It's worth noting that Snapdragon's numbers are accurate to his packaging. Inkface's numbers uh, are duplicated from Snapdragon's. So they're entirely identical. Uh, meaning we really don't have accurate numbers for Apeface. And I went and checked them against his Japanese numbers as well. And the numbers were, I guess, copied from the American version. So they are identical as well. Uh, the only clues we have to Apeface's real numbers are the ones that display on the toy, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Now, bringing up uh, the second place entries for strength with the Decepticons, we do have two that have strengths of nine, and that is Blot. Uh, the Foot Soldier Nose Monster, and Slugfest, the Messenger. So, yeah, you don't want to shoot that messenger. Now, on the weak side, uh, Ripper Snapper, the terrorist, is uh, strength of three uh, and the lowest of all of the Decepticons from 1987. Moving on to intelligence. Now, uh, no one on the Decepticon side has an intelligence of 10 in 1987. However, there are a handful of nines, and uh, they do cover all of the groups. So Scorponok covers the command group with an intelligence of nine. Apeface represents the engineering group with an intelligence of nine. Sixshot, only member of the infantry with an intelligence of nine in the intelligence group. We have Mindwipe, Scourge, Snapdragon, of course, because Apeface uh, and Snapdragon share the same numbers, and Wingspan all ranking at the smartest level of Decepticons for that year. Now, at the lowest number for 1987, there are a couple of twos with Blot and Slugfest not being uh, all that bright, but the dumbest Decepticon of 1987 with a one in intelligence is Abominus, and in fact, this is the first time any Transformer of either faction has an intelligence score that low. So Abominus officially through the first four years, and we'll see as we go if there's any others, uh, is the dumbest of all the Transformers. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. And keep in mind, that's lower than any of the Dinobots. That's lower than any of the other combiners. There has not been anyone below a two in the history of the brand up to this point. Moving on to speed, with a speed of 10, the only 10 for the Decepticons in 1987. Cyclonus, the fastest among that year, with a speed of 10. At nine, we have uh, Apeface, also the other part of that engineering group, with a nine, but is it really nine? Uh, Mindwipe, Snapdragon, and Weird Wolf, also from the intelligence pool, with a speed of nine. For the infantry pool, we have a 1-8 in Slug Slinger with the speed of 8. And for the command pool, we have to go all the way down to uh, a 4 for Scorponok. Now, on the slowest end of the spectrum, with a 1 in speed, uh, we have Slugfest as the slowest Decepticon. So the little cassette Stegosaurus has a strength of 9 and a speed of one. So he is a very strong messenger, but he is not gonna get you your message very quickly. I guess he is the DHL of uh, Transformers Messengers. Moving on to endurance, there are some tough 
Decepticons in 1987. There are one, two, three, four, five, six with an endurance of 10 plus four more at the level of nine. Uh, 10, we have both commanders, Hunger and Scorponok, plus the combined form of the Terracons in Abominus, all with 10s. Blot, the foot soldier nose monster, that nose can take a beating. He is a 10 as well, plus six shot, the solo transformer assault group and ninja consultant at a 10, and Skullcruncher, the swamp warrior, all representing the infantry at a 10. The ones at nine are also mostly in the infantry with Cutthroat, Ripper Snapper, and Sinner Twin. So all five of the Terracons, while the Terracons may be dumb as bricks combined, uh, they can take a beating. And Misfire uh, also has an endurance of nine for the intelligence group. For the engineering group, Ape Face is the sole representative at this level with an eight. And should we trust those numbers? I don't know because we don't really know those true, true numbers. Uh, those belong to Snapdragon. On the bottom end of the endurance group, the lowest endurance of any Decepticon is actually at a five and three uh, Decepticons share that number. The Decepticon clones, Pounce, the Puma, and Wingspan have a five in endurance as well as Cyclonus. Now, rank is going to be a very, very interesting category to talk about. Uh, we only have one Decepticon ranked at a 10, and that is Scorponok. We have two more ranked at a 9, and one of those is Hunger, which makes plenty of sense, right? He's the commander of the Terracons. Uh, the other one ranked at a 9, I don't think you're going to be able to guess if you wanted to. And that Decepticon ranked at Nine is Weird Wolf. That's right. Weird Wolf has a rank of nine. Put that in perspective of previous years, right? Megatron has a rank of 10. Previous Decepticons to have a rank of nine. Shockwave. Uh, Skywarp, which we believe is Starscream's numbers, flipped onto the wrong card, as mentioned in the previous By the Numbers episode. Galvatron. And the first iteration of Cyclonus. Yes, Cyclonus's numbers, uh, if you haven't noticed, have changed uh, as he's become a target master, just like the Autobot target masters. And we'll talk about those changes in a little bit. And really, to put this in perspective, Soundwave has a rank of eight. So Weird Wolf is actually a very high member of the Decepticon army. And it's funny that this hasn't been explored further. So there you have it. That's one of those ones uh, that is just really strange and interesting and weird. And uh, if you've been on the fence about picking up the the current Walmart Weird Wolf uh, figure, uh, maybe that's a bonus reason for, for going after him. Now, in the infantry, the highest ranking Decepticon in the infantry is Six Shot. Now, again, this is a fairly big, well-known Transformer from 87, and he has a rank of seven. Meanwhile, in the engineering pool, once again, we have Ape Face, which is really Snapdragon's numbers, and Cyclonus, who's been busted down to a six. At the bottom, bringing up the bottom here, we have uh, Blot, the foot soldier nose monster, at a four, and Slugfest, also at a four. All right, moving on to a Courage. Once again, the command group sitting pretty here with two tens in hunger 
and Scorponok, both with 10s. Cyclonus, the only member of the engineering pool with a 10 in Courage, and on the infantry side, Abominus and Blot, the foot soldier nose monster, sitting there with 10s. At 9, we have Skullcruncher, Trigger Happy, and Weird Wolf for the intelligence group, also with a Courage of 9. On the bottom end, the least courageous Decepticon uh, would be Slugslinger with a Courage of 3. Moving on to Firepower. We've got Hunger and Scorponok, the commanders, once again, with very high firepowers of 9. Sixshot, the solo Transformer Assault Group and Ninja Consultant, has a firepower of 9 as well. No 10s uh, in this category for the Decepticons, but Sixshot leads the infantry. For the engineering team, it's Apeface, or is it, with a uh, firepower of 7. And for the intelligence group, every single member, with the exception of one, has a firepower of 7. So that would be Mindwipe, Misfire, Pounce, Scourge, Snapdragon, Weird Wolf, and Wingspan. The only missing member of that group, Slugfest, is the second lowest, tied for the second lowest, uh, with five. Uh, Skullcruncher is the other five in that group, but the lowest for the year. And this is weird, uh, considering he took a firepower upgrade in 1987. Cyclonus has the lowest firepower of any Decepticon that year with a four. Finally, on to the skills section. Only one skill of 10 in 1987, and it's not who you think it would be. I would think it would be uh, Sixshot, given his uh, uh, many abilities and, you know, his his ninja consulting. All right, listen up. I'm the ninja consultant for the Decepticons. My name is Sixshot. It is, in fact, Pounce the Puma. Now discover the clones, Decepticon clones. Look identical, but one transforms into a puma, the other into a hawk. As uh, the only 10 in skill for 1987, and that would put uh, the 10 belonging to the intelligence group. Scorponok uh, leads the commanders with a 9. Slug Slinger leads the infantry also with a 9. And Wingspan uh, does have a skill of a 9, uh, but he's also part of that intelligence group. So that list leaves the engineering folks. And uh, Apeface, whose numbers we can't trust, is a 7. And Cyclonus is a 5, almost at the bottom. The least skilled Decepticon, and this probably makes the most sense, is Misfire with a 2 in skill. All right, so that wraps up the actual numbers, but let's talk a, a few things uh, in relation to previous entries and other Decepticons. So, as I've been talking about this whole time, Apeface, his numbers are definitely Snapdragons. Now, on the Apeface toy, the Headmasters did have this neat feature with the little rolling barrels in their chest that when you plugged a head into them, uh, it would reveal uh, some of their stats, those stats being speed, strength, and intelligence. Now, if you took Apeface's partner, Spasma, and plugged it into the Apeface toy, you would get numbers for speed, strength, and intelligence. And those numbers are 7 for speed, 9 for strength, and 5 for intelligence. Uh, none of those puts him at the top of any of the uh, groups or at the bottom of any of the groups. 
Now, we do have some carryover Decepticons from 1986 to 1987 as Target Masters. Uh, Cyclonus, whose numbers in 1986 were all fairly high. So in 1986, Cyclonus had a strength of 8, an intelligence of 8, speed of 9, an endurance of 8, a rank of 9, uh, a courage of 9. Firepower of seven and a skill of seven. And so strength and intelligence stayed the same. Speed went up by one. Endurance went down by three to a five. His rank dropped by three to a six. His courage went up by one to a ten. And then his firepower, even though he took on a firepower upgrade with a target master, went from a seven to a four. And his skill dropped from a seven to a five. Now Scourge in 86 was uh, 8 in strength, 8 in intelligence, 8 in speed, 7.5 in endurance, 8 in rank, 8 in courage, 7.5 in firepower, 7 in skill. Now most of those numbers stayed the same or were close. He went down in strength to a 7, he went up in intelligence to a 9, he dropped to a 6 in speed, and dropped to a six in endurance. So he dropped two and then one and a half, respectively. He stayed the same in rank and courage, both with an eight. He dropped half a point in firepower, again, after taking an upgrade uh, to a seven, and his skill remained the same at seven. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. And that will wrap up another edition of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner-operator madman behind tfu.info. I want to thank you so much for sticking with the show, for staying subscribed, for leaving comments, for uh, following on Twitter at tfu underscore info. I want to also thank you for checking out all my guest appearances over the last couple of uh, months. And please do check out those podcasts, Hall of Justice, uh, The Full Force, Married with Comics, Transmissions, uh, Radio Free Cybertron. I have appeared or will appear on most of those either in, in the past previous month or so or in the next few weeks. And speaking of which, coming up and next time on Transformers University, we're going to head back to the UK and do another run of stories I've never read with the Marvel UK Comics 113 through 120. What's in store? I don't know. I've never read them. I barely looked at the covers. And uh, we're going to do that as we inch ever so closer to our very special 100th episode coming up. That will be episode 98 of Transformers University. And in episode 99, we're going to go back to toys and talk a bit about uh, 
uh, Canada, Mexico in 1987, and the STARS program in 1987, plus the Mail Away figures for 1987. That's all what's coming up until our special 100th episode, which I am keeping under wraps for just a little longer. What will it be? Yeah, stay tuned and find out. So until next time, once again, I am your host, Anthony Percali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. Till next time, see ya.